Welcome to Pedagog, a podcast about teachers talking writing. I'm your host, Shane Wood. I've been thinking a lot here recently about how much this podcast has grown and how many contributors have been on this podcast since May 2019, when Pedagog first launched. I'm constantly amazed and thankful by the attention Pedagog has received in the rhetoric and composition community. I find a lot of joy in teaching writing. I also find a lot of joy listening to others talk about teaching writing. So thanks for tagging along and listening to these conversations and using the podcast in your writing programs and classes, using it to think more closely about your own pedagogies and practices. If you ever want to chat or reach out and make a suggestion about the podcast, go to our website, pedagogpodcast.com and fill out the contact form. I'd love to hear from you. In this episode, I talk with Rebecca S. Nowacek about writing centers, cultivating and sustaining success in writing center work, advantages of co-directing a writing center, threshold concepts, and developing peer tutors. Rebecca S. Nowacek is a professor of English at Marquette University, where she co-directs the Ott Memorial Writing Center. She's the author of Agents of Integration, Understanding Transfer as a Rhetorical Act, and her work has also appeared in CCC, College English, and RTE. Her chapter in Naming What We Know, co-authored with Brad Hughes, received the IWCA Outstanding Article Award. Rebecca was a Carnegie Scholar with the Carnegie Academy for the Scholarship of Teaching and Learning, and a recipient of Marquette's Gettle Faculty Award for Teaching Excellence. Rebecca, thanks so much for joining us. You've been a writing center director for nine years. What do you find most fulfilling about your work? There are so many things. I love, love, love writing center work. I really do. Um, So we could spend all of our time (laughs) talking about what's fulfilling in this work. Most on my mind right now is the pleasure of working with the students who are our tutors. Um, Some of them take the tutor education class in spring of their junior year, so I get to work with them for that semester and two more. But many of them take it, you know, I meet them in an interview in their first semester of college. They take the class as a first year student and then I work with them seven semesters and it is, it is a privilege. It is a pleasure to watch these students grow and blossom and try things out and fail with some things and knock other things out of the park. Being a writing tutor isn't necessarily necessarily listed as one of the, the high impact practices um, that you know are, are batted about in university talk, but I stand by it. You know, being a, a peer writing tutor as an undergraduate is, I think, potentially a profoundly transformative experience. You know, I, I see it. Um, many of our, we do exit interviews, um, and many of our tutors talk about that. I, I, I should say we also we're mostly an undergraduate staffed writing center, but we also have a handful of truly fantastic graduate students who who do extraordinary work, and it, it's a great pleasure to to work with and uh, alongside of them and and see them sort of really growing as as leaders and scholars. Um, so that's one part of it. 
another pleasure is I really like the work myself. I try as much as I can to keep on, you know, even if it's just, you know, a couple of hours here and there as our writing center is, I used to keep, you know, at least a shift or two um, on the schedule myself. And as our writing center has grown over the past eight or so years, that's been increasingly difficult to do, but I do still work with, with writers um, coming into our writing center and, you know, it's a tremendous pleasure to learn about why people want to go to dental school or, you know, what they're working on in this capstone in physician assistant studies program or whatever it is. You know, it's intellectually uh, demanding and horizon expanding work, you know, just as somebody who gets to talk with writers from all different disciplines. A great site for research, you know, I'm interested um, in studying uh, and learning more about transfer of learning and it is it's a brilliant site for research on that subject so um, that's another pleasure and there are more but I would maybe limit myself to a fourth which is there is something deeply gratifying about um, being able to try to be a nimble program in our university to try to build different kinds of programs that speak to the needs of our um, campus or the broader Milwaukee community and uh, you know to to be able to work with our office of admissions to run workshops for area high school students who are writing um, college application essays and and we hope that maybe they want to come to Marquette but many of them end up in other places but you know being in conversation with these um, you know, young students on a Saturday morning, they show up at 8.30 or something extraordinary for <laughs> high school students and um, being able to build that with our undergraduate tutors, you know, as one example of the kinds of ways in which, you know, the administrative, sure, there are lots of, um, there are lots of reports that need to be generated and forms that need to be filled out. And I don't, I don't mind doing that because the other part of the job is being able to build programming that seems to fill a real need. And that's pleasurable in ways that I maybe even didn't anticipate. One thing I think is really great about writing center work is the ability to cultivate and sustain relationships over time. You mentioned the opportunity to work with some tutors for seven semesters. That's just so unique compared to working with students for one or two semesters in first year writing. It is, you know, the research tells us and anecdotally, I know lots of people get to associate professor and they feel burned out, they feel exhausted, they feel let down. And I think, but, but you wouldn't be if you got to work with the students I got to work with in the ways that I get to work with them. All of us have bad semesters, you know, any student can be in your course and having sort of like a bad moment, but to be able to spend more time with them, you really see the, the peaks and the valleys and, and, and how they come out on the other side. What has surprised you the most about being a writing center director? You know, this is particularly on my mind on the heels of all these exit interviews that I did with graduating seniors. I, I'm thinking about how, how much administrative work matters and <laughs> constantly, uh, you know, I feel like I have to sort of not reinvent my principles. I think my principles are pretty um, strong and constant, but the practice of it is constantly in, in, in progress. I mean, like I know, I've always believed that it's really important to have 
collaborative, transparent principles that guide our approach to writing program administration. I mean, I was, I've had such, such great role models in this. Um, there was a graduate tutor at the University of Wisconsin-Madison where I got to work with Brad Hughes, who is extraordinary in so many ways, including um, both how uh, capacious his vision of what writing across campus, conversations about writing across campus could be, um, and also so profoundly humane in the way that he would listen to people and remember things that you said in the names of the people in your family that you care about and your dog. And he was such a great model of both the scope of the ambition and how focused you need to be on the people you're working with in order to do that in a sustainable and humane way. Chris Ratcliffe was my senior colleague here at Marquette for many years. Um, and I learned so much from her about transparent, inclusive processes and how, you know, like those are not just in what we say our values are, but like how it plays out in committee work and just seeing it on a daily basis was, was so powerful. And I'm really so fortunate now. I have fantastic co-director in Jen Fishman, who's my colleague, and we've sort of moved into co-directing in the last year, year and a half. And it has been such an extraordinary pleasure. Um, it has always been the case ever since Jen came to Marquette. I always say that like I, all my synapses fire <laughs> when I'm in conversation with Jen. Um, I um, think m about more ambitious projects and, and, and better ways to to achieve uh, them. But all of that, I think, is sort of, I've always known, I've always had great models of how collaborative and transparent the work needs to be. And yet I am surprised by all the things that I don't know about how to make that happen, right? Like when I started uh, directing a writing center, I thought, wow, I really, you know, I don't, I don't know much about like management. I'm making these sort of air quotes. And, you know, so I tried to find all of these books and, you know, I listened to, uh, I, th I found the, the ask a manager column and, and the podcast just discontinued, but there was this fantastic ask a manager podcast. And, you know, the tutors will be fantastic partners if you invite them into the conversations and really mean it. You know, if you just shut up long enough to listen to what they're telling you about what they need and what writers might need, where the mismatch between your intention and how things played out was. You know, I just learned that through, I mean, exit interviews are, uh, we have changed so many things about the way um, our writing center is organized and runs mentoring and, you know, various transitions. And um, we have something called leadership team and like the structure of that adjusts depending on what we learn from people. So I don't know, all of this is a really long winded way of saying that in some sense, I'm not surprised in the big picture, but I'm constantly surprised about how much all of your little choices, all the administrative details matter for making um, our ideals of collaborative, transparent decision-making and administrative work, how much it matters for like making that the lived experience for everybody who's in the Writing Center. Do they feel respected and included in the work? 
Do you mind talking about co-directing a writing center and the advantages to that collaboration? Um, <laughs> Jen and I had a conversation the other day where I, you know, said, well, once again, let me say how much the quality of my life has improved <laughs> by having, you know, somebody to share, you know, frankly, you know, a bunch of the, the grunt work that, um, you know, our, our graduate student direct assistant directors also do tremendous work, but, you know, there's a fair amount of turnover there and, and we're a, a PhD program in literature rather than in writing studies. So. Um, it is, um, on, on that level alone, it is beneficial. The real, the real advantage and pleasure is to be able not only to do more, but to do it better. I think of uh, Jen as somebody who is really such a terrific collaborator in terms of having you know, different and complementary understandings of what the, the the needs of our campus are and the potential for building partnerships and building programs on our campus and in our community. You know, we're in conversation a lot. You know, we have sort of, we figured out that, you know, in addition to all of our, our little on-the-fly conversations, you know, we really benefit from having longer, more scheduled conversations at the beginning of semesters and the beginning of weeks. And it's really interesting to sort of model it and make it clear for the whole of our staff. You know, on the one hand, we try to sort of divvy up some things, you know, so that I'm taking the lead on some things and Jen's taking the lead on other things. But it's not like we've sort of, you know, divided it up into fiefdoms. <laughs> and like, this is my part, and that's her part. And, you know, we're, um, you know, it's very collaborative. Uh, and sort of sort of helping people who are on staff and actually also in our university sort of trying to put that out there as a model not of you know one person reporting to like well who's the real director uh, we're, we're, we're both the real directors. <laughs> there's really a lot going on and there aren't a ton of models for it your co-author chapter in naming what we know titled threshold concepts and writing center work centralizes and takes up the question as to how threshold concepts can be used to inform and develop tutor preparation and training. How do threshold concepts better prepare or equip writing center tutors? I have been fortunate enough to sort of write about that at two different moments in time. Um, in uh, the initial uh, Naming What We Know book, I had the opportunity to co-author with Brad Hughes and, and really think about various ways in which threshold concepts might be meaningful um, in terms of making threshold concepts of writing central to tutor education, but then also thinking about, you know, are there threshold concepts um, that are central to being a peer tutor of writing? And one of the things that, uh, you know, we got to articulate in that chapter is something that Brad had been talking about for a long time, um, which is the idea of the expert outsider and sort of embracing that as a, a kind of um, way of <laughs> um, sort of moving through a conversation, but also kind of being in the world. <laughs> Um, it was really interesting to, to talk through and think through that. Um, I redesigned my tutor education course around the idea of threshold concepts of writing. Um, and then a number of years later, uh, I had the opportunity to work with a number of the undergraduates 
in our writing center, we have something we're really fortunate. Our university funds us some melon money and we have something called the Write Fellows Program. Um, it's an acronym, Writing and Research Integrative Tutor Experience. So these Write Fellows are undergraduate tutors who then um, are paid a small stipend to work on a research project together as a team. And we actually went back and looked at this team of tutors, went back and um, looked at sort of how members of our staff seem to be grappling with threshold concepts over time. And we, uh, you know, had people doing writing and drawing pictures about their sort of recollections of threshold concepts and um, did a number of follow-up interviews um, with people. And one of the things that really came through was that um, the, those threshold concepts of writing really served people differently at different moments in their sort of uh, trajectory of professional development, right? Some of those threshold concepts of writing seemed like so obvious <laughs> to people in the course at first. And, and, you know, some they really wrestled with. And of course, you know, the, the experience was different for each for various tutors. One of the things that didn't quite surprise us, but was really striking to us was often, you know, several semesters after the course, right after they finished the tutor education course, they could name all the threshold concepts. And um, the further away they got, of course, the less able that they seemed to be to sort of, to go back to the title of the original book, to name what we know, uh, they were maybe less able to articulate them, but, in an interview and asked, they seemed to have internalized many of them quite deeply that they found that they really informed um, their practice. And, you know, the, what I'm about to say is maybe grounded more sort of anecdotally than in clear empirical research, but I think they're so powerful for our staff as a kind of shared vocabulary, right? Um, just as a framework for thinking, there are things that undergird our work that are troublesome and transformative and we all wrestle with them all of us all of us tutors all of us writers all of the instructors who are giving assignments that that bring writers to the writing center we are all wrestling with those in our different ways and we have experiences that sort of sometimes give us an aha moment we have experiences where we say this doesn't make any sense with how i thought writing in the world worked but to give our staff a sort of shared vocabulary for that. And also I think that those threshold concepts of writing um, also help us to be uh, a little more empathetic, a little more humane. When somebody does not seem to be getting the thing that seems so obvious to you. Um, if threshold concepts is part of our basic orientation towards this work, then maybe we understand that what has already been transformative to us is still troublesome to somebody else. So I know your research also focuses on reading and writing in the STEM disciplines. Can you talk about this research and how reading practices in the STEM disciplines can inform writing across the curriculum? So this research that we're talking about is really um, part of it's deeply informed by my ongoing collaboration with my marvelous colleague, Heather James, who was at the time 
research librarian who was working with English and the STEM disciplines, right? She was the, the liaison for departments in the humanities and various um, scientific disciplines. Um, she's now the coordinator of our scholarly communications and digital programs. Um, but at that moment, we were working closely together uh, with the library had course embedded librarians, and we developed a program called Course Embedded Tutors. We decided to, to piggyback on their language, and it's much like <clears throat> the writing fellows programs that some writing centers run. Um, and so we were in extended collaboration with faculty in uh, you know, experimental genetics and engineering and, and various other disciplines. And it, we really had an opportunity to sort of think about how it was, in particular, we were working with a lot of students um, on learning to write uh, literature reviews. Um, and that, you know, gave us so many opportunities to be in conversation with students about how they were finding and reading and writing about and then realizing they needed to reread and perhaps find more sources. Being in conversation with them really nudged us to sort of go look at what do we know about how professionals in these disciplines uh, read texts. And there's some, some really good, really helpful research that sort of gave us ways of thinking about, um, you know, how do we try to model for, you know, in our positions, but also, you know, in conversation with instructors, trying to help them think about, you know, what are the ways in which you read and write as a professional? I had a conversation this last academic year with um, you know, somebody who's in physics and she's asked to teach a first year writing course. And um, we had a really fun conversation where I was sort of asking her, well, well, how do, how do you read? You know, if you're trying to teach your students how to read, like, let, let's talk about how you read and how you write. And, you know, you don't read linearly. And the existence of that research helped me to ask this instructor better and probably more pointed <laughs> questions um, about you know what her own practices are and then honestly we're sort of back to some of the threshold concepts you know ideas well okay so if that's how you learned you know if that's how you read and write as a, a professional physicist um, how'd you learn to do that what were some of the things that were hard what are you know what are the things that you could invite students to do um, that would help them along that road. When I'm in conversation with writers and the STEM disciplines, I often find myself going to two things that I've absolutely heisted from other people. I think it's Brad Hughes who would say, you know, the research university runs on writing. And then in a somewhat more pointed way, a friend of mine from high school who's an, who's an engineer and runs an enormously large program <laughs> used to say to me, well, you know, you should feel good about what you're doing because I can tell you there are two kinds of engineers. There are engineers who write well, and there are engineers who work for the engineers who write well. Thanks, Rebecca. And thank you, Pedagog listeners and followers. Until next time.